Hello and welcome to Left on Red, the podcast. We're we're not done with the hiatuses. Shane just goes on too many vacations and I can't stop him no matter how hard I try. I just got to take you with me, Steven. It Here's sucks working a full-time job. I wish I could. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. Podcasting will be your job soon enough. Especially I hope so. I got, to, I got enough of them. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to bless you up. This will be our first video podcast. I'm going to add a little bit of a video element to it, a little bit of extra sounds to it. I'm going to do it up nice. Yeah. So that, but you already do the editing so nice on the other ones. Oh, bro. But you haven't seen the editing on this one yet. You're right. I haven't. Get excited. I'm getting excited. <laughs> this is going to be the one you shared all your future employers being like, yeah, I got a pretty sick podcast. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Follow me on LinkedIn when I ever make an account on it. Yes, sir. See, that's the thing is like I'm, I'm so uh, networkly. <laughs> networkly i'm so like socially inept when it comes to like networking for any type of like job because the career path that i'm in doesn't require it whatsoever so when everyone's like oh yeah i saw this guy on linkedin i'm like the fuck does that even mean bro mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i actually think about linkedin far too often because especially they're doing like the kind of twitter spaces thing where you can do like a a zoom call kind of right on platform but yeah. i had to delete my linkedin Really? Yeah. Did you get, get banned like Facebook Marketplace for you? No, I didn't get banned. I, I basically just pulled the rug under myself. Okay, I'm, the shirt I'm wearing right now, what does it say on the sleeve? It says uh, Thrive Media. Okay, how do you spell media? M-E-D-I-A. Oh, it's not spelled M-E-I-D-A because that's how I put it on my fucking LinkedIn, bro. Uh, I can't change it. So what do you mean you can't change it? You wouldn't it? let me, man. So I said, fuck LinkedIn. I'm done with it. Boycotting them. But in all seriousness, I feel like in the future when it comes to networking, which is like my favorite aspect of life when I travel, yeah, that could be a tool. Honestly, cut me off if I'm wrong, but I thought Thrive Media was more like your shelf company. My shelf company? Yeah. Like uh, it exists, elaborate? but you're not – it exists, but you're not tying anything to it yet. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's an excellent way to put it. That's probably the nice way to put it. The bad way to put it. I mean, there's, there's different terminology for it, but a shelf company could also just be a fake money that you channel money into. Like a money laundry. Yeah. A fake company (laughs) that you channel money through so that in all intents and purposes, the business is making money, but it doesn't exist. It's simply a folder inside a filing cabinet. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot easier ways to launder money. Like, cause if anyone's in the mattress stores, Yeah, are you serious? <laughs> everybody, everybody, uh, I shouldn't say everybody, but uh, it's like one of my favorite like like funny conspiracies, one of the ones where you don't like think people are crazy for listening to it, but it's just like that mattress stores are money laundering schemes because there's so many of them yeah. and they're always like right beside each other. Like how many times have you bought a mattress in your life, bro? Yeah. I can tell you it's, it's, it's once. <laughs> it's yeah, once, that's true. Bro. Yeah, if anyone's ever talking money laundering and they're just like, crypto is not used for money laundering, that shit's zipped up tight, bro. Uh, so yeah, you've you've never heard of tornado laundering. cash. That shit like throws your transaction to like a million different IPs and then back to the one you want it to. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know it's not used for money laundering. Isn't it, isn't it basically set up to be used for money yeah, laundering? Bro. Because it, it's, it's non-traceable. <laughs> it's not tied to any banks. It's, yeah. not a, it's not a recognized currency. And it's amazing for that, man. Like you could literally just have a little ledger nano in your pocket and be holding like five mil yeah you know just what I sitting mean? in a usb stick and it wouldn't even be tied to you like you could literally go to one of those currency exchange or bitcoin atms and it's like all right i need like 5k today and then you just pull it out and it's not attached to you at all yeah. that's so fucking cool man
But again, like if you're like, well, taxes pay for our roads and keep the raccoons out of our sewer, then taxes are good. Everyone should pay taxes for that regard. Yeah. It's like pay to play when it comes to Canada. Yeah. Well, it's not really pay to play. It's pay to like live here comfortably. Mm-hmm. Pay to uh, that's just simply what it is. You know, Canada you can bitch sponsored about by taxes EA like you want. But it's like, so it's like, everyone's like, oh, like taxes suck. How much I hate them. Look at the top three, like statistically over the last five years, the top three statistically happiest countries in the world. And their taxes are very high. Really? Yeah, like 17, 19%. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because it pays for all these stuff because what they get out of that is things like mandatory five weeks vacation a year. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mandatory, you know, 52 weeks off parental leave It's for gonna... the, the wife or the husband. Oh, really? Yeah. It's going to be controversial, but I feel like the more you pay into taxes, the less you're a third world country. Well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I mean, like a lot of countries are kind of stuck in a third world domain because they don't have revenue to actually build their country. Mm. You can't really move up. I know. I know it's like to say, like, but money runs the world, man. This is an interesting statistic, and I want to get your second opinion on this. Why is it that the more northern, the more cold climates have higher GDP per capita? I feel like that has a very poor correlation, but it only makes sense because it simply does. Like, it only makes sense because it exists coincidentally. Is it the squirrel instinct in humans to think long term, to put away, to build nice things because we're physically cold and more let loose in a warm climate, be more liberal in our spending and shit like that? Versus... I can I can see that. It's, it's kind of like a hibernation yeah, in our head. I think it is. I can see what you're putting together too, but I think it's too like if you were to involve any type of hard data to it, it's too easily laughable. But I think the solution would have to be simple because it is replicated over like dozens of countries. Maybe like anecdotally, you know, you could see, you could make yeah. that argument. Like how much money do you spend normally sitting here in, you know, well, in, in Southern Ontario? I see. I know what you're saying. Versus how much money do you spend when you go down South? I'd more spend, equatorial. I'd spend more down South, but I'd make more up here. I honestly don't think this is worth getting into. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, give me your five-second elevator exit pitch on why do you think that northern climates have higher GDP? In, like, one sentence. In, like, one sentence? Yeah, just if you were to guess. So it just happens to be more advanced countries in that area? You hear that? You hear that all our family? <laughs> I'm going with coincidentally. Okay, fair enough. Steven, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about, brother. Literally, as I was driving away last time, I pulled over to the side of the road. I call you. Yeah. What do I say? Two words. I forgot to say, I talked to Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I knew that there was something important that happened at Comic-Con that was completely blanking on. Yeah. And that was Lou Ferrigno. He was I, at Comic-Con? Yeah. When you told me that, I assumed that you talked to him on one of your vacations this year. No, 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 no. He was at Comic-Con. I'm making you sound like such a schnob, eh? Why? <laughs> yeah, Shane, on one of your many vacations you've already <laughs> taken, it's only April. Which one did you go on last? He hopped off the yacht. He was right there. No, no, no. That's not what happened at all. All my vacations have been relatively humble, like staying with family and shit like that. But Yeah, not the last one. 
Not the last one. <laughs> <laughs> last one. Last one was like the real vacation. Yeah. Okay, tell me about Lou Ferrigno. So, I run into him at Comic-Con and they want... Like you physically ran into him? Did he budge after or did oh, you bounce off bro, of him? Bro, I bounced off him and landed <laughs> on the floor. Everyone wants like, it's like $100 for a picture, $60 for an autograph or some shit. I'm like, man. That's where you switched around. You tell him $30 to hear your knowledge. Yeah. That's, that's what, that would get my attention. And so there's a line full of people I'm waiting patiently. And there's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I just want to talk to the guy. I just want to dap him up, tell him what's good. They're like, all right, go ahead, go ahead. I was like, all right. So I walk over to Lou Ferrigno and I'm like, listen, man. You're cool as a cucumber. You're calm in a lot of crazy situations. And you just seem to say the right thing. What's your advice to a kid out there that's anxious, who doesn't really know what they should be saying or doing, especially in social situations when they get nervous? And he looks at me and he thinks. And he goes, you know what, young man? He doesn't sound like this, by the way. I'm not even going to attempt his accent. He goes, you know what, young man? The best thing you can do is simply wait a couple seconds to respond. Think about what you're going to say and then say it. Essentially thinking about what the other person's going to react to what you're about to say. This is like some mental jujitsu chess fucking checkmate shit that goes on in your brain right before you form a sentence. And I'm like, is so you, that? So you're telling me that Lou Ferrigno simply watched the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. What does the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling have to do with <laughs> For anybody who's seen the movie, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But in the whole movie, that guy barely ever talks. And when he does, believe me, he takes like 47 seconds before really? he replies to anything. So when you're like, just stop, think, then talk. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if I was being Mr. Drive, okay, and you were like, yo, Steve, what's up, man? Like, what's good? Like, tell me about yourself. And I'd be like... <laughs> well, Shane, <laughs> you know, sometimes it'd be like it do. Yes, sir. And then that would be it. <laughs> That's it right there. <laughs> Podcast ends. That's it. That's it, bro. <laughs> It's interesting, though, because people don't know your IQ until you open your mouth. You realize that. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's like as soon as people start. I've, I've met people who look stupid and they end up being smart. I've met people who look smart and end up being stupid. Exactly. And you know instantly as soon as they start talking, the pitch of their voice, they're rambling, they're anxious. Or if they're Mr. Drive, they're calm, cool, and collected. It's like, yeah. fuck. And it's what they talk about, too, right? Like, the more you ramble on about something, the less educated you look on it. Yeah. But if you just say what needs to be said and leave it at that in plain English, how the other person would understand it, you sound like a fucking professor, man. Like, it's up there. Yeah, that's why I tell people that it's like, it's not that fun to argue with me mm. because it, it sounds exactly like this. Exactly uh, like what? It just sounds exactly like this. Oh, with like, that tone? I have this monotone tone. Yeah. I speak this quickly. Yeah. And this is what it's going to be like. I'm not like, nobody, what do you mean he said this or you did that? No, 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 no. Unless I'm arguing about something that doesn't, like, if I'm arguing about something that, like, doesn't matter, like, something super opinionated at work and we're just, like, going at it for fun, yeah, I'll, I'll throw emotion into it. Like, just, wow. you know, have a blast with it and be like, no, 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 you, what you're saying, stupid, bro. Get it out of here. But it's like, if I'm having, like, a real argument that actually, like, means something, no, 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 no. it's just, wow. bring it right down here. 
interesting. Because it's like, honestly, it's like just too logical. Like, I just don't play. I just don't play like those argumentative games. You know. Yeah, interesting. So you say you use that passionate side of you, but more in like a joking sense. Yeah. Interesting. That's fascinating. I'll laugh too way too much in an argument too. And it's like even I'm like you know I'll be like they'll be like uh, oh but what do you like what do you mean you what do you mean you think this or you do that and I'll be like I actually don't think that I don't know why you're putting those words in my mouth <laughs> and then it's like oh, I look like an ass right now yeah but it's just like it's like one of those things where you just kind of like finish a sentence and you just like instead of just like stopping you just have to be like huh <laughs> you just have a little bit of breath in you that you got to get out. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think that's the best way to just break the ice when it comes to an argument. You know what I mean? Where everyone's like tense and all that. And you just. I think, I think it shows like it's almost it's like one of the you would call it one of your alpha moves. It's just not yeah. to show emotion in an argument because yeah. then it just looks like, like you you don't care. Oh, my God, you know? bro. You're literally beating around the bush of what's going on in like the last two weeks of my relationship here. I'm going to have to go into it, aren't I? But we talked about all this communication stuff, Shane. You know, and you know what? So I used it. Well, you're beating around the bush of what happened okay. by kind of just fucking hovering around it. So I'll tell you. When it comes to what you were just saying in terms of like playing these games, holding in you emotion, play these games, not Shane. showing emotion. You play these games, don't you? And so, no. So I, I was like to the point where I tried to just kind of blow, like brush it off anytime the girl would do something sus or like that wouldn't approve of, oh, I just brush it off. I just wouldn't give her attention or like I'd play some kind of game in my head, right? Yeah. But it would like percolate to the point where it's like causing me so much angst, it's not even worth it, right? Yeah. So the girl said some sus shit. I was just trying to like relax in Miami, go on the strip with the boys. And she was like, oh, my character in Dungeons and Dragons just went on a date. And I'm like, like. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, sorry, sorry for laughing. No, that's fair. Uh, and I'm like, why do I care about this? Like, I'm just trying to ruin the vibe. Are you trying to like ruin some jealousy inside me right now? Like, I'm can like, I can I butt in to kind of yeah, go like through sure, what your mind is? Sure, okay, sure. so because if you are in a sense, if you are in a situation, I'm speaking generally. Tell yeah. me if I'm hitting the nail on the head. If you're in a situation where you are like bottling up this angst and and you're just brushing stuff off, but it's still sitting in the back of your head, yeah. it makes you hypersensitive and hyper reactive to these small situations like this. That's so. So true. when when you hear that phrase of you know my my Dungeon and Dragons character just went on a date, you think you're instantly comparing it to the realities that you've experienced in the past as to why you would think that's mm, such a bad thing. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's because exactly because you're you're automatically filling it with the book of because this it means this you're instantly trying to make the conclusion yeah. out of the things that you're harboring. Yeah, I, exactly. You connect the dots to what's been lingering in your forebrain for the last like week or two weeks or whatever. Right? Yeah, but like with me, in the sense that I don't relate to that. So when you're like, my Dungeons and Dragons character went on a date, laugh immediately. But for you, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I was like, fuck this. Like, I, I just got pissed off. I just turned off my phone, like, ignored that shit. I'm like, you know, let's go on the Miami Strip. Let's go have a good time. Yeah. Um, this is the time I, I ran into the pro rollerblader. It, <laughs> it was that night. That was, we got to get into that. That was funny as hell. And so I'm like, fuck this. So I ignore her all day the next day. And she called me, like, 16 times and all that. Like, don't you get the point? Like, you said some shit that just pissed me off, like arousing jealousy right but Shane why, how, why is she supposed to read your mind and know that exactly and so on the 17th call I answer and okay. I let her know why hey 
why do you got to go this way to get my attention? You know what I mean? Like, I'm happy to give you my attention if it's something chill, but like, I don't say like, yo, I just seen this fat ass on the beach. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to start a conversation like that. Like, I'm not trying to rouse jealousy at all. And so I told her I wasn't cool. And I brought up some shit from the past, just like completely uh, released all the pressure of my like subconscious. And this one, like, bro, I was fucking yelling, man. Like, I don't yell often, but like that had a lot of passion behind it. A lot to get out. She's fucking crying. I'm like, upset i'm like all right enough of this i'm going to a convention i'll see you tomorrow maybe (laughs) (laughs) and so uh she's like apologizing love you all this bullshit girls will basically say whatever they need to say to keep you in a relationship if they notice it's on like the very edge you know what i mean so oh stop hanging with this person oh do whatever you want whatever i'm like okay i assume some time so i get back to Canada. I'm like fast forwarding just so I can wrap up the story. Okay. I get back to Canada. I'm talking to my boy Dan. He's an alpha. He worked with a professional pickup artist to host like seminars in I think you've talked about this guy before. Yeah. I remember you talking about like the professional, like like your Tinder swindler guy. Yes. So there's a couple that like I read about but I didn't know, but he actually like the guy I went to Miami with, he went to like Vegas and LA on tour with these professional guys being like their media guy and then actually hosting some of the events there and shit. So yeah. Guy, he knows how like girls psyches work. And so I like get back to uh, Oakville when I was chilling with him, he was showing me like, all right, bro, this is how you got to set up your Tinder. This is how you got to set up your bio. These are the five pictures you need. Nothing more. Shame. Why can't we go back? Why can't we go back to the old days yeah. where we'd play Valorant and then you just send me your Tinder messages and I just yeah. tell you how to reply? Yeah, bro, because that <laughs> shit wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I get done that. Like we were chilling. We got some lunch. I go to pick up my girl in Aldershot where it's like, okay, let's uh, let's find the directions to this one cafe nearby. It's very chill. Very chill. Okay. And so. The cat cafe. Yeah, I know that one. The cat cafe. And so <laughs> I close the directions app and I notice she sees Tinder on my phone. <sighs> and so we get to the cafe. Everything's going fine. We're like sitting on a chair together. So you, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So you noticed that she noticed it. Yeah. She looked like she just seen her best friend fall off a cliff. I seen it in her eyes. And she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. None of the time. She just kept going. <laughs> And so we, so we get to this uh, cafe. So we're sitting in a chair together. We're like sipping tea. And I'm like, listen, do you think it's best to get a hard conversation done early on or let it percolate till the very end of us hanging out? And she's just thinking about it. I'm like, all right, let's get over with. I want to cut back to another episode where you talked about this, where you said that you wanted to have the good, like you wanted to have the whole fun date first and then end with the hard conversation. (laughs) Yeah, that's the wrong way to do it. (laughs) So I was like, all right, here we go. I know you've seen Tinder on my phone. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, it's not about you. I'm just doing the best thing for me, my kids, my legacy. If I find that you're the best thing for me, congratulations. All in on you just like it always has been. But if I find you're not, then I'm not going to stick around to find out. Yeah. That just made it extremely clear that I am by no means married to this girl. And I just got to do the best thing for me and my mental health. 
and my future to be with the person that's best for me. And I said, if you're the best thing for me, then you're in. 100%. We've already gone this far together, but by no means does it mean I'm with you for forever. You know what I mean? What did she have to say about that? And she's like, okay, like, I understand. I'm like, hard conversation wasn't that hard after all. And from that was it from the conversation? Yeah. And you know what? From that exact moment onward, we have had like the strongest relationship. Like, talk about cultivating desire. Like, that is the conversation that needed to be spoken. And now all of a sudden we're like texting all the time, sending photos, sending cute things. Oh, good morning. Sending like nice songs to each other. And like, oh, I was thinking about you because I've seen this. And it's like, it's just how a relationship should be. You know what I mean? We got, we cut through a lot of the bullshit, like fog in the air. And I just made everything extremely clear and show that like I have a backbone and I'm not afraid to be uh, on my own or, or with someone else. Right. And so. Once I made that extremely clear, she's like, fuck, this guy, uh, he is no longer a simp. Dan showed him the way to be an alpha, to be a fucking lion. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I want you to answer this question as quickly as possible, okay? Let's get it. Do you think this newfound thing, this newfound, like, desire, your uh, your stature in your relationship, do you think it's temporary? I think that everything's going to start to fall back to homeostasis unless checked. And by homeostasis, do you mean how things were before in a negative way or how things were before in a positive way? Well, it's currently extremely positive, which means it can only start to slide back towards negativity. I think that's the wrong way of looking at it. But... Just because you're at the top doesn't mean you can't go higher. That's also true. Oh my gosh, Stephen. I'm glad we had this Just because you got to the top of the stairs, man, doesn't mean there's another ladder right there. And so, you know what? That's true. Instead of me being at the top right now and looking down, I should just be looking up. Okay, what next? You're asking me? No, I'm asking myself that. As soon what as next, I that situation. How do you hold on to that? So we've made moves, plans in the very uh, recent past. Like I'm going to be seeing her, her family this weekend, which I've never done before. I'm going to be running into her dad. We're going to go fishing together. Like all this stuff has been planned, which I've never even, we've never even talked about before. You're a hard guy to plan things out with in the future. You know that? I know. So, you know, that, that's might, saying wonders. And I've already double booked myself, but you know what? I think that's going to take priority over my other plans. So, yeah. We going to record that day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just triple book, Shane. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> but you know what? I think that is a big step in, towards cementing me into her life because she's met my parents like 500 times you know what i mean like it's it's no secret that um that we're together but listen it's not it's not like it's not a must in a relationship to meet somebody's kin you know yeah 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 that's absolutely true but if that makes you feel better and puts uh it's a little bit more solidarity on you than I'll be it. In your perspective what would be the next rung on the ladder that we should be focusing on after like say after meeting the parents yeah sure you guys don't have any type of communication as to what you guys are you guys do not put a label on your relationship that's the key what's your label to your relationship shane um i would i would call her my girlfriend does she call you her boyfriend yeah like when we're introducing ourselves to strangers or whatever okay and then even like her parents ask oh who's your boyfriend all that okay shane yeah i gotta meet him like it's just now coming to the point where it's like, this is what it is. Yeah. Do you guys say I love you? Yes. Interesting. Probably since day, like, 
this is right before I moved, probably the first time she, like, said it sober, because uh, she said it when I went to Ottawa, probably, like, 100 days in, but she was like, I'm drunk, I'm at a party, I love you, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you say it back or no? Uh, I'm like, okay, like, get some water. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair response, honestly, it's not like you should have at that point. Yeah, and then I was holding out up until... I was just about to go to Florida for the first time, which is probably like a couple weeks ago. Couple, no, no, for two the, months ago. For the first time, yeah, maybe like two months ago. Yeah. And I was just about to like board the plane. We we've been up for like twenty something hours at this point because I got there. I wasn't supposed to stay over at the dorm because there's like very strict rules. So we had to like just find shit to do in the town, and then we eventually like crashed back at the dorm. But it, I don't know. The long story short, just as I was leaving to hop in the, the Uber to the airport, she's like give me a bike hug he's like I love you I'm like oh I want you to know I love you too and she's like aww and she's got so fucking happy and like yeah that was it that was the first time huh well I mean it's not like it's it's not like it's something in a relationship to pick the next rung on the ladder everybody's different mm-hmm. everybody does things at different stages okay well let's compare and contrast what would be the next rung on your relationship ladder in my relationship ladder? Yeah. I guess in terms of, like, if you were to go, like, traditionally, that's the thing. It's, like, you know, if you're going traditionally, if you're going, like, with big, big things, I would say, like, the three biggest things that you'll get into a relationship early on is, like, is, I guess, like, meeting. Yeah, I guess you could say meeting and, like, becoming, like, that status of being with one another. Mm. Then I would say, like, meeting, like, meeting their extended family and then, like, saying I love you. I think that would be, like, the three, like... I think those are three things that everybody can agree on that are like three big steps in relationships. But I mean, beyond that, you can say whether it's moving in together, you can say whether it's like getting engaged, whether it's getting married, whether it's going on vacations together, whatever. Like it's totally up to how people perceive the relationship. Yeah. There's a myriad of things that people can do together. And whether you call that like the next rung of success on your relationship ladder or just something that you do together is, uh, up to whoever does doing it yeah now i'm thinking more in the here and now like what's something that we can do that's gonna create that or at least sustain that positive momentum so we don't fall back into homeostasis into being the the couple with i don't like well you guys see each other quite often do you yeah like three days a week really yeah all the way in toronto yeah that's a lot that's more than me she often, pretty much every time she comes here, but then we'll usually spend like one of those three days in Toronto. Yeah. So you guys see each other often. You guys worked out, working out your problems. Honestly, like whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Yeah. There's not really like a next step up. Like you don't just like, there's not really like a goal to set, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to take it as they come. I'm going to do it like super macro then. The next time you see Haley what's like something that you guys want to do together it could be super small like oh my gosh I can't wait to come over we're gonna do this uh, keep it PG when it's not when it's <laughs> when it's nice we, we like to go disc golfing yeah we're talking about those like the pursuit OCR course there's actually there's like a little like ninja warrior course in Brantford no way yeah but Are it's it's like it's not I shouldn't say a ninja warrior course it's like a ninja like a ninja warrior athletics place mm. you know like where it it Teaches you like swinging on rungs and shit and doing stuff like that, like really small stuff. But it's in it's in town Whoa. and it's cheap. So she's like, I was like, oh, like it would be like logistically ridiculous for us to go like all the way to to do this. We should do it on, like do it on a weekend where we're not really busy. We bring yeah. people with us. But I mean, like if we're just talking about like a day thing, we can go to this place. 
in yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about doing that. We're kind of like waiting for like the weather to be like more consistent. Is it outdoor nice. or indoor? Indoor. It was cheap too. It was like for first time goers, it was like ten bucks, and it's like what? It, yeah, it was, like, it was it, like ten dollars or twenty four dollars for like an hour session or something. Yeah, and they just like run them at times, or you can pay like four hundred dollars and get like the whole place to yourself. So I was like, bro, I'd be like, I'd be what? like, for, I was like for four hundred dollars, honestly, and it gets you like it's like seventy five minutes of the gym, and then like thirty minutes of like their party room, like they order pizza and drinks for you and whatnot. And then it's just, like, they just have an instructor that just kind of goes through stuff with you. It's, like, 400 bucks. Like, you just get, like, honestly, just get, like, six or eight of your friends and just rent it out and do that instead. Ah. I feel like you could just run through that way more. Yeah, it's interesting. That would be something I can get behind. I would be down to do a big group. Yeah. Let's do it. Fuck the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I don't really recall any kids in Miami, like, under like 17 yeah like i don't know i'm sure they miami is not very kid friendly yeah i'm sure they might have been there but i just don't recall any like toddlers running around or anything like that period oh man but uh, it's funny i was talking to tommy J, the artist yesterday like the singer tommy J, not the painter tommy J. <laughs> whenever <laughs> i say artist i always think of fucking picasso but yeah the singer songwriter tommy J, because he's planning on moving to toronto and I knew why he was doing it even before he said why he was doing it. Yeah. It's because the people you meet in those places and the connections they lend you are fucking insane. Yeah. Like, there are more people, more interesting, cool people that I met seven days in Miami, eight days in Miami, than two years here. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a networking hub, those places. It is. And then, oh, well, Shane, it's because you went to NFT week and that's where everyone like-minded is gone. Yeah, well, I'm like, okay, right, you know? well, you know what, you know what was next week? Bitcoin conference in Miami. And you know what was a week after that? Ethereum. And you know what was that week as well? Solana conference. So it's like every four days, there's like another conference of yeah. like-minded people. It's like nonstop. Yeah. It's so just it, all like, it wasn't just some one off like, Oh yeah. Just because it was NFT week, you ran into a bunch of people you like and know it's like, Oh, this shit's going on constantly there. Yeah. So if I can literally get contacts from London, UK to fucking Hawaii in, in eight days and know people all over the world that are like, yeah, man, come stay with me. If there's any event going on, like, yeah, you can crash here. It's like, fuck yeah, bro. You give me a month or even a year in Miami, all of a sudden, who knows the possibilities? Who knows the people that I'm going to meet there? You know, I think you have to take that with a grain of salt, though, too, at the same time. Because it's like anybody's like, it's the same, it's the same way as you said that a girl will say anything to maintain a relationship is like a salesman or a marketer or whatever is going to say anything to you to make their product or their services look good. Yes. So they might be, yeah, man, I'm with Ethereum. If you're ever down, you know, you can crash at my place. You can you can sleep with my girl for the night too. Here's my card, bro. Here's my number. Yeah. And then like six months later, you text him. You'd be like, yo, man, it's Shane from Florida. And they're like, yeah. who are you? You know? Interesting. So this is where social media plays a big part. When you are, and I fucking hate the system, but it's a game and it's a game you have to play, especially in networking, especially if you're going to be a successful realtor, create your own startup. You have to be in contact with these people a lot. Yes, that means liking and commenting on their shit. So they see your name once every couple of days whenever they post. 
Yeah. Yes, that means texting him occasionally. Yo, what's good, man? Like, how have you been? And send him a picture of whenever you guys are hanging out. Oh, I just wanted to share this album with you or whatever. You know what I mean? So, obviously, if you haven't talked to the person in six months and they go, hey, man, I'm coming over. It's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. But if you're, like, on with their shit, you're in the same Discord groups, you're messaging, you're part of the community, that gets you an in. Just like with um, the 3D Frankenpunks, that was the the team who like put us up in a hotel, who got us like free tickets to go to NFT Week Miami and all that. A because they're fucking cool guys and we're like part of the team. But B, if you hold an NFT and you were in Miami at the time, you would have got like two free dinners, like hookah bar, come on, club access. This guy dropped 3K at the fucking club just for the Frankenpunks team. Like, come on in, let's go. So if I wasn't a holder of the NFT, yeah, I probably still would have got it anyway, but because I was with the team. But the nice thing about the NFT community is, is like, that's your in. It's not like, okay, I own this cool piece of digital art on the wall. It's like, no, I'm, piece, I'm part of this community. Yeah. This is the family that I believe in. And because of that, they believe in me. They're bringing me along to all these cool events. You're right. There's more than just marketing to it. There's actually like building that friendship. Yeah. And, you know, contributing to that community, NFT or not. It's cool, man. Like some of the most successful NFTs have like not a lot of utility, but a very strong community. Yeah. Look at Board Ape Yacht Club, bro. It's like, yeah, you can go to fucking yacht parties and penthouse parties and shit like that. Just I, saw, I saw the thing where it's like owning that NFT is all about parties. And the guy that like made it was like tweeting or something. He's like, he's like, I don't even like alcohol. He's like, I don't even like beer or something. He's like, I, you know, sometimes I like red wine. And then some dude was like retweeting. It was like, bro, this guy's got like 60% of my wealth in this tweet right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thinks it's just going to tank because his party NFT just said, nah, I don't drink. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was going to say I didn't drink it all in Miami and I still had a lit time, but I had, there was one night, that was the night we got like bottle service and the clubs were open till like 11 a.m. and shit like that. That, that time I did have some drinks. Did you take off the stay sober bracelet for that? I noticed you're not wearing it. You know what? I lost all my bracelets there. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> it was, it was wild. Rollerblade guy, probably. The pro rollerblade. Do you want me to tell that him. story? Yeah, go So me and my friend Ali were just walking down the road with the speaker, bumping some EDM. We weren't walking. We were dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and we were playing some... Remember, we- this guy wasn't drinking, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in drink. We were completely sober the entire time for the most part. And so <laughs> we park the car. I take a picture of the like stop sign or whatever, like the, uh, the ticket yeah. meter or whatever. So I kind of know where it is. And... I didn't even really check at all to like see where we were on the map because my phone always saves. It says parked car. Oh yeah. Apple yeah. maps blesses me all the time. Parked car. You're 11 minute walk away. Oh, perfect. It did it like five, six days in a row. So on the seventh day, I'm just like, all right, fuck it. Like I'm not even checking. I'm just gonna take a picture of the meter. I'll be out of here. And then we go through the whole night. We're blasting music on the speaker and I'm talking weird shit, bro. Like where <laughs> that speaker goes loud. <laughs> and we ran into this one like rapper (laughs) and 
I'm like, bro, you know all the Scarborough things are listening to back at the back in the six fam. Listen to this. And so we bump the nightmare before Christmas soundtrack. Oh <laughs> my god. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> like fucking max a speaker, bro. And I'm talking like 400 people on the street can hear this clearly. Yeah. And then he's like, bro, we don't play this in the clubs here. I'm like, yo, play this in the clubs here. This is Halloween. Are you serious? I'm like, all right, let's mix it up. And so we put on like Gundam style and shit like that. Yeah, if I walk by a club and the only way if I was like walking down a street and a club was playing music, the only way that I would like be drawn into this club is if they're playing Blue Monday. Blue Monday? Yeah, look it up. Okay. I will. Yeah. And so the the rapper cuts scenes and we just start walking down the road, listening to some like EDM and all that. And this guy in front of us, he's like has like a little ponytail on it like that. <laughs> you look like a, like a bit of a hippie. And I'm like, that's good, man. Because he's like, you got your own whole DJ set up here. I'm like, fuck yeah. Ali is actually a DJ. This is sick. So we start chatting with him, learn all about his life. He's a pro rollerblader. So he basically goes down like these like railings and like jumps from railing to railing on these fucking rollerblades and he does like crazy skate park tricks and shit on them. It's wild. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And so... He's like, all right, guys, I'm going to go smoke this blunt on the beach. And then he's like, you want to come with? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. I haven't, I haven't smoked weed in like a very long time. Like, I'm not really about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, completely fine. I respect that. Ali was kind of down because we're on the strip in Miami. It's like one of those once in like a lifetime moments where you get to enjoy everything going on. I'm like, yeah. And then he with looks a pro at me. rollerblader, no less. I know, right, of all people. And so he looks at me. He's like. Could have been Tony Hawk. I would have just kept going. But a pro rollerblader. I know. It's so different. much more interesting. And so he looks at me. He's like, one in Rome. And I'm like, fuck. Like, those are the three words that just had me completely sold on this like, <laughs> California blunt. I'm like, all right, fine. And so we go to the beach. And we're just looking at all these people walking by. I think, like, one pop of this. Like, I was not really about it. But I just wanted to do it, like, for the fucking taste. You know what I mean? Just to know, like, yeah, I remember that one time. Yeah. Bro. I get so stoned, we get fucking lost. <laughs> and so we're like, there was uh, there was three of us, and we like split up trying to find the car. I'm going like northeast, they're going west, the other guy's going south. We're trying to find the car because the parked car on Apple Maps just disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, is the car gone? Where is it? So we're going in all these different directions trying to find it. Half an hour later, we all like relocate the same area and be like, it's on this street. And so we start going one way. They're shouting, it's the other way. It's the other way. It's like 2.30 in the morning. We finally find the car. It's low on gas. <laughs> and so we're like, fuck, man, I just want to go home. And so I open up um, Gas Buddy because gas in South Beach, Miami was like 5.29 or something like that. It was fucking expensive. Yeah. And so I seen Inland a bit on Gas Buddy. It was like $4.07. And I'm like, okay, this is a lot cheaper. Let's go find this gas station. So we're pretty zooted. We're driving on the road. We're missing this gas station. We can't find out where it is because it's in like a fucking residential area. And we're driving through all these like residential homes and like the trap. There's roosters outside and shit. And all of a sudden we come past this like Omega gas station and we pull in and this guy like doesn't even believe that we have a $50 bill. He's like looking at it in the light and shit like that. Like, yeah, $50 <laughs> like gas. And so he slaps it in the register and he just looks at me. And I'm like, man, can I, I prepaid, like, can I have a receipt for that in case it's not the full amount? And so he gives me like a receipt, like reluctantly. Like, I don't know why. He looked, I don't know what game he was playing. And so as I'm leaving, there's like some homeless guy sitting there. He's like, oh, I wish I had some money. And I'm like, all right, man, here you go. I got some extra cash. Here you can have it, brother. And so we go and felt the car. 
And I was showing you the video earlier. Yeah. The gas was pumping so slow. It was literally like one cent every two seconds. It yeah. was ridiculously slow. And I'm like, why would they ever make gas pumping so slow? Like it's three in the morning. Am I just stoned? Like what's going on here? And so all of a sudden I'm pumping and I hear, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> And you know what it was? It was the brisk commercial that plays on like the gas meter. We don't have these in Canada, but in the States. No, gas pumps in Canada are strictly gas pumps. They don't do nothing else. And apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently in the States, they're vending machines, they're TVs, they're tablets. Yeah. They just play nothing but ads. Yeah, and loud too. Yeah, when it's... you when you pick uh when you pick regular, it just gives you shit for not getting premium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have got premium, man. Lou Fregno comes on. Hey man regular really should have thought about that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it's like slowly 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 pumping gas like it's literally taking re- comedically long to pump this gas and all of a sudden it like stops and i fill it up and it stops i'm like okay tank must be full put it back in i go inside get my change for the 50 and i leave as we're driving away i notice i go ali bro why does it say three-quarter tank? We have to re- return the car to the airport tomorrow full. And then he's like, I don't know, man. Dan looks at me. He goes, bro, well, we might as well go back and finish the job because it's like three-quarter tank and it's cheap as yeah, hell. Yeah, bro, I got time. Yeah, it's cheap as hell to Ryan, bro. It's literally past 3 a.m. at this point. So we go back and all the homeless people are starting to congregate around the car because they know we're giving fucking money to them. And now he hears, oh, man, I'm so, I'm so hungry and shit like that. I'm like, fuck it out of here. I just want some fucking gas. And so I go back in and I give the guy the $10 that he gave me as a change back. And he's looking at it in the light. And I'm like, bro, you literally just gave me this fucking $10 bill and you're gonna think it's counterfeit you're the one that gave it to me and so he's like all right i have ten dollars and so we go to fill it up slow as hell i turn up the brisk ad volume all the way (laughs) so and then they're looking at me in the car like no 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 shane don't do it (laughs) brisk the taste you love it comes over the fucking loudspeaker and i'm like jeez and so we hop in the whip and go back but man talk about getting lost and just fucking disoriented at like early early hour running into a pro rollerblader like only in miami man only in miami yeah none of that shit happens here bro she make you want to move to miami no i don't want to move to miami i hate big cities for all my ricky iglesias fans (laughs) she make you want to move to miami i'm I'm gonna put a little dub in of what he actually sounds like and you can tell me in the spotify poll how close we're gonna make you move to miami i told you man i'm ranking up the production quality on this one episode and just this one episode alone yeah so especially for nick because he's the first one to bug me every time that you go on vacation he's like (laughs) where podcast i'm like shane's on vacation again he's like what do you mean (laughs) Wait, what what's something else you, uh, funny you see maybe on the snap or something like that that you want to talk about? Um, walking through with a shirt over your head, full Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> so, bro, we were just making like talking shit about COVID the entire time we were there because no one in Florida wears a mask. Like here, you see no. the odd person not wear a mask. They 